everybody. Like we said, we're going to talk about this college football in the playoff picture and uh, how murky is the waters, okay? Then we're going to talk about that week 12 in the NFL. D, my man. D, my man. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm, I'm going to reel off a couple of these games, and then I just want you to dig off into them. First of all, uh, number one, Georgia, uh, 31, uh, Georgia Tech, 23. I done looked down this whole little, little sheet right here, and none of these games was really blowouts. Okay, so how you feel about number one, a Georgia handling business, and how much does that mean? Not much. They got to stay at one. Okay, all right. Just because of what happened beneath them. Mm-hmm. So they didn't do anything to hurt themselves. They okay. didn't win the game. It shouldn't have been close, but we'll get to it when we go through the rest of it. Gotcha. All right, let's go right here. Uh, how about this one right here? Number two, Ohio State against number three, Michigan. Michigan won that game 30 to 24. I know you got something to talk about there. It's just the the it's what you expected. A close game, somebody has to win though. Mm-hmm. But going forward, this is where it gets muddy. Mm-hmm. Cuz they arguably been top 3 teams. No neither one of these teams dropped below 3. Right. This whole season. How much does a 7 point loss hurt Ohio State? Mhm. It just got to see. So what? So so, just tell me, give me a bird's eye view on it. Do you think that it's going to stay or they're going to flip-flop again? Because they, they already flip-flopped one time this season already. Yeah, they're going to try to drop them out. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, they try to drop them out of that top four. Ohio State? Yeah. If I'm in the committee, I don't see how. I don't see how you justify it. You're right. But I think they, they dropped them out of the top four. Ooh, that's very interesting. So we're building on this thing. We're building on this storyline. So let's go a little bit farther. Number four, Washington beat Washington State 24-21. So you see them going up into that 2-3 spot? They're going to move up to three. Mm-hmm. They should move up to three. Because mm-hmm. the same thing we said about Georgia, not a pretty win, mm-hmm. but it's a win. Right. It's something they didn't hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. And just with everything going on around them, they did enough to move up to that three spot. Okay. All right. Now, how about number five? Number five, Florida State, 24 against Florida, 15. Now, you know, that who, who was it that had got hurt? Was it their quarterback? Jordan Travis, yep. Okay. So, do you feel them? They just going to stay right there or they going to drop? But they did win that game. Are they going to stay at five? Nah, with Ohio State losing, mm-hmm. I think they done enough to move up to four in this week's. Now, right. going forward, it's going to be something to talk about. Right. But this week, I think they've done enough to move up to four. Okay. Things are moving around, and they're getting real, 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 real uh, interesting. Okay. Now, then you have this right here, because this is really where it's at. Okay. This you have, is where they're confusing. Right. You got number eight, Alabama, okay, against uh, Auburn, the Iron Bowl. Yep. Now, no, Alabama on a last second and fourth and forever, they beat Auburn 27-24. It wasn't a uh, it wasn't a blowout win, but they won and they sitting at eight. Now I, I just know from just just college football and what Alabama stands for, they gonna find a way to get them up into the top they four. They want to so bad. Oh yeah, they want to so bad. You, you know they staring this thing but down. But my thing is, so let me give you because these are the players that still in play. Okay, so let me give you my top eight. Talk to me. I got Georgia at one, mm-hmm. Ohio State at two. Okay. Washington at three. Right. Florida State at four. Oregon at five. Right. Ohio State at six. Texas at seven still. Alabama still at eight. Mm. Only because I still have Ohio State over um, Texas and Alabama because I'm more impressed with a seven-point loss to a top three team Mm -hmm. than a three-point victory 
against a team that you shouldn't even been in competition with. Exactly. Should have blew them out the water. Should have blew them out the water. So there still is questions about Alabama. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't. Yes, leading up to this game, y'all had put it all together. Everything was looking better. And even still with that last throw, that showed Jalen Mill with his, his growth over the season. I still can't put that over a team who's been top three team all year, consistently hasn't fell off from that. And they lose by seven mm-hmm. to another top three team. They were in the game. I Now, the Washington, Florida States, and Oregon's do get – a little bit of a grace because they are right there. They right. are right in that conversation of teams. Mm-hmm. I might flop Ohio State and Oregon mm-hmm. just because I like Ohio State's body of work more. Okay. But those top four or five, I think, just have done enough to where you can't give Alabama that much credit for okay. an Auburn victory. Right. Now, they do have Georgia coming up in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. If they find a, I did say they find a way to win that one. Mm-hmm. Now, that comes to fruition that changes this conversation even more. Dramatically. Yes, because with Florida State playing... See, this is where I said it gets murky. Yeah, yeah. Florida State plays Louisville, Mm -hmm. who was ranked number 10 last week. Mm -hmm. But they just lost to Kentucky. Right, 38-31. So their ranking's going to fall down. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much that ACC championship helps Florida State Mm -hmm. if Alabama does win against Georgia. Gotcha. Or I don't know how Washington's resume will stand up if Alabama does beat the number one team in an SEC championship. Mm -hmm. So those two teams at the bottom are still at risk. And it's nothing to do with them. Mm. It's to do with the conferences you played in, Mm -hmm. the way the other teams underperform. Because you got to think, y'all had Utah, y'all had Colorado, y'all had UCLA, y'all had USC. All those other teams have underperformed Mm -hmm. in the Pac-12 other than Oregon. Right. So, if Alabama does beat the team who's been number one for majority of the season in an SEC, which we all know best best conference in football, they win that against the best team in football, which is Georgia, right? Which is Georgia. How do you not put them in then? Right. And say versus Georgia lose that game, we just you know kind of like trying to figure it all out. Do they drop from number one or they stay there? I think they drop from number one, but they. I don't see them dropping further than number three because I think that puts Alabama in at four. Right. And it just moves that Ohio State team up to one. Okay. And depending on what happens, I just don't think Florida State has the resume anymore. Right. And plus, they, I don't, they might not have the players either to actually get that done. Get and done don't nobody want to blow out game when it comes to, 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 that, to so that level. I think it, if Alabama wins right. right now, which is the only real thing that could change this playoff up, if Alabama wins, I go Georgia at one, mm-hmm. Washington at two. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Ohio State at one, mm-hmm. Washington at two, Georgia at three, mm-hmm. and then Alabama at four. Okay. And that's probably what the people want anyway, but we definitely going to have to see uh, uh, what it is. So, listen, check this out. We, we always got to get this honorable mention in right here and everything. Man, Daniels, man, from LSU. I just got to tell you his numbers, man. 16 for 24 with 235 yards and four touches. And then he went for 11 carries, 120 yards. Man, this man is playing out of his mind. They 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 trying to pad them stats up. <laughs> they trying to pad. I'm not, not going to let them. I'm not. Great. 
great, but I'm not gonna let him get away with. I see what's going on. Uh huh. He he has a chance at the Heisman, right? And that's that's that would be the best thing to happen to LSU this season, right? They aren't making it to the playoffs, right? They underperformed in a lot of games. Cheese and bowl. They not going. They not going to the SEC championship. Get Jaden the Heisman. I think that's. Then that's their goal <laughs> right now is to get Jay the Heisman. Right. And doing a fantastic job. That's why I bring it up. That's why I bring this game up. Fantastic job. Even though it don't mean nothing, that's why I bring that part up, man, because I'm telling you, this man is like a locomotive. And you know me, I still think it goes to uh, Marvin Harrison or um, – See, my, right now, it would be the four-hour invite to New York, okay. Michael Penix Jr., okay. Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to show J.J. McCarthy or Blake Curham some love just because of what they're doing on that team. Mm-hmm. And then probably Jaden Daniels. He's that <laughs> one dark horse guy. Because there's one seat left at the table. Because there's one seat left there. And I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think Georgia has a Heisman candidate on that team. I think there are just a... Full roster type team, right? They're just better than everybody with fifty-four men on their team. Exactly. I don't think they have that Heisman guy, other than Brock Bowers, who's a tight end. Who you know, that's nearly impossible for him to win it. Mm. So, and then Jaden Daniels, his argument is: look at my stats compared to everybody else's. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. This ain't a team trophy. This ain't, a, <laughs> this ain't arguably it's not even an MVP. All right. So the argument I was saying about. Team wins matter. It's not even it's not even an MVP. Right. It's more of a most outstanding player. Mm. Who's been more outstanding than him? Exactly. Especially these last three, two, two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. He's took over. He's just played on another level, and he'll be in New York. So let me ask you this. Okay, let me ask you this. If Jaden Daniels wins, will you be surprised? Yes, you will be. I would still be surprised. Okay. Just because, like I said, I still think. They want to give it to a guy who's an undefeated playing for a national championship. Right. Guy. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, they're all about the narratives and things mm-hmm. like that when mm-hmm. it comes to college football. Mm-hmm. I think he's done enough. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I think he's done enough. Mm-hmm. But has he? I just can't give it to him over somebody who's – he might not have quite the stats. Right. His stats are still astonishing in Michael Penix, and he has his team. Playing, you ain't even playing for an SEC championship. Exactly. Right. That's, that's where it gets hard for yeah. me. Yeah, I understand. And it makes a whole bunch of sense to me. Okay, we're going to see. What, right now, we're taking what, what don't come out in the wash will come out in the rinse. Hey, listen, now you know we have to talk about this game before we go. Now, they, I think they flexed this game because I don't even know what time Colorado and Utah played. Yeah, I ain't even. I, but, but they they pushed it off of prime time, and I think they pushed it to FUBU. Uh, so I don't even think it even came it on regular Colorado TV. <laughs> network because yeah, I don't even think it came song. on regular TV. Anyway, with all that being said and done, this is their last game of the season, and, and, and what we got was uh, Utah twenty three and Colorado seventeen. Colorado ends their season at four and eight, and Utah eight and four. But you know, I, I, I this is what I want to talk about. I don't think I don't think Shadur Sanders played this game. No, and good for him. Good for him. You know me, I hate sending hurt players out for pointless games. Right. I hate it. I don't care if you is the coach's son. And we talked about that last podcast. We didn't want him to play anyway. But it shows that um, that quarterback room is weak. It is so weak. Right. If if y'all don't have Shador, that quarterback room is not looking good. Yep. But but one thing about it is, 
uh, neither one of the quarterbacks was stopping Jay Horn Jr. He was a receiver. Right. So I guess they did a trick play for him. Exactly. So, you know, but neither one of them threw an interception. So I guess that's good. But how about your boy, uh, Travis Hunter, baby? Eight receptions for 107 yards. It's still some good things that came out of this game. Yeah, no, it was just the, the offense was um, – you can tell by just stats. Because if you throw the ball 24 times, average eight yards of catch, I mean eight yards of throw, but only get 195 yards, QBR yards 78, it's a lot of chinking and diving up the field. Right. It's a lot of, well, let's get it to Travis in, in some type of slant, drag, shallow cross to get the ball in his hands. Because you still understand he's the best player on the field. Get the ball into his hands. And, let's, and that's what kept him into this game. It was yeah. a six-point loss. But it just shows that they don't have – they're not able to do a lot right. without Shadur. Mm-hmm. And it's, like I said, it starts up front. They still gave up some sack problems, and they never got the run established. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that. Uh, uh, Shiloh on the other side, he did have seven tackles, leading all tackles on that side of the ball and everything. Bitley had five and Cooks had three, along with Kennedy three, and a couple more that's down there. You know what I don't like? What's that? One sack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One sack. You know what that tells me? That defense – all right. It's the biggest red flag for me in Colorado. Okay. Y'all's trench play mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. There is none. It's non-existent. Mm-hmm. Non-existent. Like, where the dogs at that we was talking about? Exactly. What D's on the chest? Well, listen, let me ask you this because this is probably basically the last time that we're going to talk about Colorado in prime time because this is the end of their season. So we're going to have to wrap it up real nice and everything and make it a nice little box on the inside. Uh, so where do you think this program going from here, man? You know, listen, first of all, last year they had one win. They had one win. This, this year they had four wins. So it's a better year. It's a better year and everything. Uh, you taking you got you know, players, portal, Primetime, Shiloh, Shadur, and all of this is going on, Travis Hunter, and everything that we got. So we, we, it's a lot of bright spots, man. But I think you said it was a decommitment on some, some ends. Primetime, he's loyal to his players. The five-star receiver said – I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. The five-star receiver – okay, he lost the center. Okay. The center's gone. Right. He's went, and that's a big thing. You need a, need a good center. When man. we talk about – and what y'all biggest problems has been this mm-hmm. year. That's a big commitment to lose. Mm-hmm. He went to Mizzou. He's down in Missouri. He's committed. The raw receiver, he's not coming out this year. He's class of 2025. Mm. But he's a five-star plus. Nice. Sammy Watkins' little nephew. Mm. So he has that pedigree. Mm-hmm. He's it's there. He's able to reach out to an NFL receiver. He said as long as Prime is there, he'll still go to Colorado. But I think it just scared him with a 4-8 and eight season. And he has to stick through another year. Like I said, he's not coming out. This year, right? So he had to sit through another year of prom at Colorado. What if they don't succeed again? Shador be gone. Shiloh be gone. What's keeping prom at Colorado then? Exactly. So I think that's what he's singing. Mm-hmm. But if prom stays at Colorado, I think he'll still be there, and that just shows that it's not about the team's performance. I think it's more of where they're how comfortable they feel with. Dion still being there mm-hmm. by the time they get there. Right. And it makes sense. Okay, well, we definitely going to keep our eyes on it and everything because with primetime, you can't really look away. Listen, the Bayou Classic was played as well, man. You took you had Southern U uh, played Hugh Jackson's Grambling State. Uh, Southern U won 27-22. to 22. Uh, Southern U did most of their damage in the second quarter with 21 points. Grambling, they chopped it up a little bit. They had seven points in the first quarter, nine points in the third quarter, six points in the fourth quarter, but they came a little bit short, man. Again, the Bayou Classic. 
Classic. Southern U beat Grambling. Now, in in, in, in a NCAA ball, uh, next week, what is that week considered to be for college football championship week? Championship week. Okay, baby. Well, you know we're going to have so much to talk about. Before we switch it out, you know. Okay. I've been hard on clips and all year. Okay, we'll talk about all it. All year. I just want to give y'all credit, man. Stay in it. Keep fighting. Y'all y'all fought. Y'all did have some ugly losses, mainly the Duke one. <laughs> but y'all y'all have won some of the bigger games on the schedule. Right. Y'all beat Notre Dame. Y'all beat North Carolina. Um. Uh, this weekend, y'all took care of the rivalry week, beat South Carolina at home. Y'all snuck back into the top 25, and y'all will be in the Mayo Bowl. So, <laughs> I just want to give y'all credit for sticking it out, figuring it out, um, and ending the season on a good note. I'm proud to be a Clemson Tiger. And I just hope we play better next year. And there it is. Love all the way around, baby. Listen, if you play good, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll talk about that, too. <laughs> Week 12 in the NFL. Got so much to get, uh, so much to talk about, man. We had a bunch of games that was played on Thursday mixed up with a Black Friday game and everything that we're going to get to as well. But you know how I have to start off this Week 12 in the NFL, okay? Then after that, we got to get to a play and predictions. Listen, uh, them Packers, baby, my Green Bay Packers, Packers beat them Lions 29-22. I want to start right here. You taking this game had started and everything when we had first started talking. Mm-hmm. You said this game was going to end 30 to 20. Man, you were so close, man. It might as well have been, okay? I really did enjoy the play of Jordan Love. 22-32, 268 yards, three touches. A.J. Dillon gave him 14 for 43. And the number one receiver had number one receiver numbers. Five receptions, 94 yards, and a touch. Now, okay, it's fine because their next game, we'll get to that in a second on who the Packers play next. I'm Because we already know that the Packers is, is basically retooling. Like I said, they ain't rebuilding, they're retooling, yeah. which is the expression that you use, and I accept that. I'm okay with that. But the Lions, right now they're still division leaders in the NFC North at 8-3. and three. Okay, but these lines is getting constantly popped in the mouth. I need you to talk about it, man. And I, I, I said it early, early on. I just didn't believe in them as a real contender. And I just, and I can't really put my finger on it because they're a good team. They, they play defense. They got some star players in, like that double-headed thing in the backfield they got going on with Montgomery and Gibbs. They got Amon St. Brown. Um, Jamison Williams, Sam LaPorta. So don't get, I like these guys. I like their team. Aiden Hutchinson. And Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad, but I think he's the weak part of this team. Oh, man, that's very interesting. I think he's the one that doesn't allow them to reach that next level. And why not? Just because they need a guy who can take over that game at the quarterback position mm-hmm. to where we know if they do fall behind, they can go out there and throw the ball 40 times, and he's going to make the plays. He's going to make the reads. He's going to put us in a position to win the games. I don't think he's that quarterback. Mm-hmm. When you look at these other teams that are legit number one contenders, right? who do they have at quarterback? Mm-hmm. They have Jalen Hurts. They have Patrick yep. Mahomes. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, so – same, I think it's the same thing as what they say about Brock Purdy. Is he the quarterback? Because it's not a question of the team out there in San Francisco. It's a question of what that quarterback is going to be able to do in those playoff situations. I have more worries about Jared Goff than I have about Trevor Lawrence. Mm. And that's a big thing considering Trevor. I mean, Jared's been in the playoffs. He's right. been there. He's made a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's done those things. But I still would feel comfortable. I'd almost say I'd feel more comfortable 
in the last drive with C.J. Stroud versus me having a Jared Goff. Gotcha. Because he has that confidence, that bravado, of, that bravado of like, if I have the ball last second, last drive of the game, we're going to win this game. Exactly. We got that chance to do he it. He gives y'all, those are the players who give you that feeling of, we're going to win this. We still got him. I think we have him. <laughs> whatever, that, whatever that name is for those certain teams, we have Jalen Hurts. Right. We have Lamar. We have Trevor. We have C.J. Stroud. Right. I don't have that same confidence in a Jared Goff mm. in those close games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I got you. Now, once he gets ahead, he's a perfect quarterback to have. Yeah, but a lot of teams can do that. But like you said, you're absolutely right. These are subpar numbers. You know what I mean, they're average numbers. Yeah. I want to say subpar. 29 for 44, 332 yards and two touches. That's just average numbers. And That's not that nothing outstanding. started playing prevent. Right, letting them dig and dive it up the field. We watched that drive together. Yeah, they was digging and diving it up the field because that's what y'all was allowing them to do. Exactly. Well, how about this? Um, I do want to talk about one more thing before we move on. The head coach for the Lions, man. This is what he said. He said we got to get back to our game, and it's not time to panic. First of all, when did you stop playing your game, and when do, when is the time to panic? That's the thing. You don't want. This happening at this stretch of football. Right. Losing to, no disrespect to the Packers, but losing to a team that you shouldn't be losing to. Yeah. Not if y'all are contenders. If y'all are contenders, y'all aren't losing this game. Yeah, exactly. Even the teams that's false pretenders to me as well is the Cowboys team. Mm-hmm. Their whole record is based off beating up on teams like this. Exactly. They're 9-3. and three. About to get a good seating in the uh, postseason because they took care of the teams that were lesser than them. They didn't beat a single team over 500 this year. Mm-hmm. The three games they played against, all losses. But they're still talked about as Super Bowl contenders because they beat up on nine under 500 teams. Right. I see what you're saying exactly. So if the Lions are considered contenders, why are they losing to a team who might not even make – They're not. y'all aren't making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's not ideal. And it's, this is a stretch of football where – I think games matter more than it shows more than early on. Right. These are the games because these are who y'all are taking into the playoffs. These mm-hmm. are the type players y'all are going to beat. This is showing the banged up side of y'all. All of those things. If if people are figuring out what we're trying to do as a team, all those things start to show that much more in this back stretch of the season. Exactly. And this is the time, like what you said, they should definitely be playing they be- they best they best football and they really not you know what I mean so I like you say I'm just I'm just as concerned about them too as well man because like you say I don't see them going too far they are playing better than they did last season as far as maybe they record early on but I think they ended it strong last season but like you say they stay scheduled this season was a little soft and it shows, but now they're taking it getting popped in the mouth, probably with teams that they shouldn't and teams that they should. So, I like you said, it's probably going to. last two weeks, you played the Bears and the Packers, and it took a, like we said last episode, the mm-hmm. Bears certainly lost that game. Right. So, we're talking about you guys being 0-2 against sub-500 teams over the past two weeks. Exactly. That's not good going forward. And who, and who do the Lions supposed to play next? They have the Saints. So, another team that's. 500. Yeah. They're right at 500. Right. The Saints, is, the Saints is actually leading their division right now. Yeah. yeah. So 500 team, 5-5, five five, something it's like that. It's just, I still think if y'all are contenders, y'all don't go out there and allow them to be competing by the end of this game. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to show me something. Mm-hmm. And this is a playoff team. Mm-hmm. About for whatever, you know, 
whatever reason they is, even if it is because of a reap division, they're a playoff team. Exactly. Go out there and win this game. So basically, the Lions don't have a choice but to win out. To me, yes. And they end second to last game. They end with the Cowboys. That's gonna be a real measure of stick going into this playoffs. And you know the Cowboys are gonna come in that one super hungry. And I don't care if they take and they have to bite ankles. Yeah, they they not gonna lose that game. I don't think so. Okay, I don't see them losing it. Yeah, all right. Well, we taking the Packers got Kansas City next, so we won't talk about that too much. <laughs> Listen, the Cowboys uh, beat the Commanders forty five to ten on, on on this day here. Now uh, uh, Dak Prescott looked like Dak Prescott, but again it was against a, a subpar team. Uh, Sam Howell still doing his thing with 28 for 44 with 300 yards. He did have a pick, though. Uh, uh, Samuels, he was a 100-yard receiver. Uh, Prescott had uh, four touches. Pollard, he had one with 13 for 79. Brandon Cook showed up again. Uh, and uh, uh, Dak, he spread it around this game with uh, a touchdown to Cooks, Lambs, Turpin, and Dwaddle. Okay. So what you think? Cowboys beat another subpar team, but you know, they, they, they like still winning the games they're supposed to. Yeah, they like to beat up on these teams, and they like to – Leave no question in it. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't come out and play around with them at all. Mm-hmm. Any team that they see is fool, they treat them like fool. <laughs> all right, I'm going to let you take off on this one. 49ers 31, Seahawks 13. You know, you done talked about your boy Brock, Tur- uh, Brock Purdy and everything, CMC and them boys. Tell me about this team. 49ers 31, Seahawks 13. What about this win and going forward? I think they still need to have some – We we we're – Everybody can agree the Eagles are the favorite out of the NFC. Mm-hmm. But I think this 49ers team is some it's somebody that they're afraid of. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see this 49ers team in the NFC championship. Right. They Nobody hope, do. They hope somebody knocks them lights out. Lights go off. They hope somebody knocks uh, them out before yeah. they get to them. Because they're, they're turning the lights off of whatever they need to do. You know, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, um. <laughs> Thought I forgot about it, didn't you? <laughs> but it's also, it's also like we talk about this defense all the time. Um, they're underrated to be. Fred had a great game. I just think that they don't talk about them enough. And then you bring in that, that like I said, that defensive line is great. Hargrave, Gino got sacked six times. Hargrave had a sack. I mean, Hargrave had a sack and a half. Tashawn Gibson, the safety came in for. And that's the thing. They do so many different things. Eric Comstead had a sack. I didn't even know they had Randy Gregory on this team. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to come at you. And it's the same thing I say all the time. It's just a constant Threat from everywhere on both sides of the ball. They have so many weapons offensively, and they're just what they can. Like I said, they're bringing safeties down into the box, and they're getting sacks. Like what they can do on defense, the 49ers is scary. Mm-hmm. It's a scary thing, and I think they're set up best to stop what the Eagles want to do because they can match you up front on your offense because we have the defensive line to do that. Mm-hmm. Defensively, we can stop you guys. Almost at every level, unless AJ Brown goes. That's the one thing. I, unless AJ Brown has one of those games where he's just catching everything, I think they're able to neutralize a lot of what they want to do. And then offensively, I think they're going to make their defense has to play the best game of any team that they play. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to be on everything. Brock can make throws. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. I've seen him put the ball in between four defenders for. Two. He can make throws. He's an NFL quarterback. Right. CMC, best player in the league. Best offensive player. Making history. Debo Samuels, so versatile in what he can do. Brandon Ayuk is showing he's a legit wide receiver, too. Maybe a wide receiver one on a lot of teams. Um, George Kittle, arguably tight end two in the league, if he hasn't taken that leap yet for some guys above 
Travis Kelsey. Right. So they have the pieces to get it done. It's just going to be, can we put it all together when the time counts? So the three-game skid uh, is behind them now. It is what it was going forward. They're still going to take you still going to have to play the 49ers to get to that bowl. Like I said, I wasn't too worried about that that three-game skid when it happened, looking at the teams that it happened to. They, I want to say the Browns was involved in that stretch. Um, like, it was against good, underrated teams. Yeah, the, they lost to the Bengals, Browns, and Vikings, who all were on hot stretch, stretches at that time. Mm-hmm. The Bing, we've already talked about the Browns' defense. Right. That defense is amazing. Mm-hmm. They lost that game by two. It was 19-17. Um, the Vikings game, 17-22. That was right when uh, Kirk Cousins was getting it rolling. He had that offense rolling. Right. They lost that game by four. The worst loss was that Bengals game. We know the Bengals are contenders when healthy. I'm not. I didn't hold too much into that game because it is one of the better teams in the league. It is. They caught you at a time when you were probably down. Y'all brought us back 17 points, and that's what I said. That's what's. If anything, that's what was more concerning, and that's just coming from. I'm thinking of who y'all coaches is right. and the weapons that he's supposed to have at his dispense. Mm-hmm. You aren't supposed to put up 17, and after the next game, 34, 27, 31. Right. There it is. That's, I got you. It's in, it's in the pudding. Exactly. The proof is in the pudding, and we're going to make it do what it do. All right, that look good. Listen, now this Black Friday game, the first one in NFL history, okay? Even in bad games, we can pull good things out of it. At least something to watch. The Dolphins did what they needed to do. The Dolphins beat a bad team. The Dolphins beat the Jets 34-13. Tua did what he needed to do and everything, and Waddle had that 100-yard receiving game. Great job. Let's look at these Jets for a second. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because, listen, uh, listen, that quarterback room is trash, okay? And and I don't even think it's Zach Wilson no more because Boyle didn't do any better than him. It looked like Zach Wilson numbers, okay? Then you're taking you, what you had, uh, Hall. He had seven carries for 25 yards. Garrett Wilson, even though he got out there and he took and he had a touchdown, he only had seven receptions for 44 yards. But this is the outstanding stat to me. Dalvin Cook had just as many carries and, and, and yards as the quarterback. One carry for two yards. What in the world are they doing? And if you look at it, that's just bad coaching. Man. That's just terrible coaching. Are you serious? You're playing a backup quarterback who shouldn't be in the league. Mm-hmm. Let's be... Bring I heard, it down to me. I'm I heard listening. this over the. I'm, I'm gonna bring it up to make sure I'm not telling you nothing wrong here. Mm-hmm. But if I read off these college stats for you, you tell me if this sounds like an NFL quarterback. <laughs> I just, love when we do research. You just tell me in three years mm-hmm. playing for UConn, right? I don't, you you know an NFL quarterback came out of UConn? No. Okay, that's, that's, no. Just, that's no. just where we're gonna start off with. Start right there. He went to UConn. Mm-hmm. Three years. He's played nineteen games. <laughs> so remember, this is nineteen games in three years. Okay. He has. A 48.4 completion rate Woo. for, where them yards go? 1,237 yards. <laughs> That's a running back. <laughs> for, now let me, you tell me, I want you to take a guess. Okay. 19 games, mm-hmm. 48.4 completion percentage. Right. Three years. Uh-huh. How many touchdowns do you think he threw? Uh, let me think. And this may be a gracious plenty, 15. One. One? One. And he's still in the league. And 
Ask me how many interceptions he threw over that that three year nineteen games. Why he threw? Why he threw that one and why one touchdown? I mean, I know, I know it's more than that. So 16. 13. I was close. You was close. <laughs> so you're telling me y'all are starting an NFL quarterback over a guy you took number two, uh-huh. who has a record of twelve hundred passing yards, <laughs> one touchdown. To 13 interceptions. Right. I don't understand it. But let, well, but let me put it to you like this then. With that being said, okay, first of all, it's no reason for Aaron Rodgers to come back because there's nothing to come back to. But how do you feel as far as their um their draft potential now with the Jets? Oh, they're going to be in that, that, that 10 to 15 range. And what they need to take. And I think y'all need to uh figure out. First, you got to figure out what Aaron Rodgers is. Mm-hmm. What, what is he going to be? What, what percentage is he going to come back? Is he playing next year? Exactly. Are we going to start this whole offseason drama, drama queen thing? With, Again. Where he's saying he's retiring. Again. What are, uh, yeah. What are we? Oh, because that's it. We already know how he like to do. Again. He like to be the center of conversation. Again. So we gonna see <laughs> we gonna see how that goes. But honestly, I think they try to they the defense. I, everything's in a good position. Other than that, that line could use some help. Mm-hmm. That's what the thing with being these type teams, when you're stuck in that middle part, it's hard to think of like what can help us get to that next level. And it'll be something as simple as getting a left guard in there who can pull, and you know, it'll be something as simple as that. I don't think it's, I don't think they need the number one receiver in this draft or the number one quarterback. I don't think they're that type team. I don't think they need like a corner safety. None of that. I think it's going to be something in the trenches. Somebody who can disrupt runs if they do go defensively. Or just a solid anchor that they can they know will be there on that offensive line. I got you. I got you. It just seemed to me like um, when, when you kind of look at this team and everything, first of all, I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers great guy. Did a lot of things for Green Bay. Hall of Famer. All that good stuff. MVP. All the good things that you got to say about him. But he ain't got that much trade left on the tires. He already at the wear bar. Yeah, even if he comes back, I think you got to take a quarterback this year. Yeah. Because y'all said y'all don't like Zach. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't want Zach. Mm-hmm. And Tim Boyle shouldn't even be in the league. Mm-hmm. So, but I just don't think it's with that first round pick. Okay, all right. So, who a quarterback? Who who you think that they need? We already know Aaron Rodgers is what it is. That's gonna have to take him. Uh, that's another wrench, wrench, wash type situation. But who do you think they need to take, man, to either back up Aaron Rodgers if he come back next year? Because I know he's gonna play at least one season. Yeah, that's that. That's that. I think it opens up a lot for them, just yeah. depending on where they decide to take one. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be um, somebody like that Iowa quarterback mm-hmm. in like second to third round, something mm-hmm. like it. Somebody who fits what Aaron Rodgers is because mm-hmm. hopefully this is ideally you want him to still be there next year right? and you want somebody to be able to learn from him right? so it'd be something like that um, so it's absolutely positively no way that the Jets do not take a quarterback in, in the next next year's draft period they, they have to I don't think it's a smart thing to do y'all understand where y'all at y'all right. have an aging quarterback and then y'all don't have anybody behind them exactly Makes sense to me. Listen, let's get down to these week te- week twelve uh, 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 games and uh, predictions. Okay, week twelve in the NFL. We starting right here, baby. The four and six Bucks against the five and five Colts. What do you expect out of this game, and who we got winning? Um, I'll give this one to the Bucks. Okay, Just having Baker, and they're still the Colts are dealing with injuries. They they are letting go. Uh, they just let go of Shaq Leonard out there, mm-hmm. which is confusing to me. Yeah, what is that about? Yeah, it, it came, he even said it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He didn't ask for anything. He did. Mm-hmm. They, they just cut him. 
So mm. it's just weird. Mm-hmm. And I think those is one of those things that affects a team going into the next game. And Baker's not ter- he's not playing terrible this year. Right. He just doesn't have a lot of help around him. Mm-hmm. He's a quarterback who does need that. But I think they win it um I'll give it seventeen to seven. Okay. Listen, with that being said, uh as far as the uh the uh, the Bucks and everything, are they gonna are they gonna you know, give uh, the New Orleans Saints a run for that first position. It's very the NFC, NFC. No, the NF. What am I trying to say? South. NFC South. The NFC South is a weak division. We know that. We know who's there. Uh, do they give the New Orleans Saints a run for their money as far as topping that off and sneaking into the playoffs on a wild card? Uh, they might be able to. They play Panthers next, Falcons, Packers. Uh, the only tough game I see is that Jags game, mm-hmm. and then they play the Saints and end with Panthers. So those are all winnable games for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a good possibility. A, then. And I, that's what I was trying to see what the Saints schedules look like going right. forward. Yeah, the Saints have it a little bit rougher because they play the Falcons today. But we'll get to that game in a second. All right, how about this, how about this garbage can? <laughs> you got the two and eight Patriots against the three and eight Jets Giants. I'm sorry, <laughs> the two and eight Patriots against the three and eight Giants. Who you got winning and losing this game? Is it going to be a field goal contest? Yeah, I, that's pretty much what I'm thinking. Uh, I'd give the airs to the Giants just because the Patriots are completely dysfunctional. The Giants put up 31 last week, didn't they? And Tommy DeVito might be, you know, his mama might made him some chicken cutlets before he came. Hey, he, he, you know what I mean? He, he, he rolling high right now. Starch carbohydrates, lots of protein. Yeah, so I'm getting the edge to the Giants right now. Yeah. And I also like their defense a little better out there. Um, I still think it would be like a 13-6 type of game. I don't see any touchdowns if. <laughs> okay, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but what you see the Patriots as far as Bill Belichick and that, it's a rebuild team, and he's just going to get a quarterback out of the draft and yeah, keep it moving. He's going to get a quarterback and retool for next year. Cool. Ready for next year. All right. Now, listen, I, I really like this next game, okay? It's so many moving parts and implications, but we're going to break it down just like water, okay? 212-213. Uh, water steam. Listen, the 6-4 and four Steelers was just let go of their offensive coordinator, all right, and we know Mike Tomlin, great coach, against the five and five uh, Bengals, which don't have a Joe Burrow, uh, but you do have a lot of implications in this game. What do you see this thing going, man? Steelers, Bengals. I just think the Steelers' defense is too much for a Bengals team without their starting quarterback to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give them twenty one six. I mean, Steelers winning. So you see twenty one. You see twenty one points coming out of the Steelers' offense with, with, with Pickett back there. I think it's just going to be a combination of um, the defense got to score where they're getting the ball. I think they make a play, get them in good. I think it's um, I think Pickett puts a drive together in the fourth. Yep, he, gets, he's the fourth, he's the fourth quarter the guy. Touchdown. But I think it's mainly going to be uh, positioning for them. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be able to win the positioning battle, get a lot of plus territory ball in the clock battle and and things like that. So I'm giving them 21. Okay, so 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 listen, if if Pickett lay an egg. You got to put Trubisky in, right? Or do you see him getting benched at halftime? I don't think they've been – like I said, I don't think they've benched him just because of what he's been able to do in the fourth quarter. So I just like to pick your mind just, apart. They just want to get him to the fourth quarter. <laughs> I think that's what they – let's just get him to the fourth quarter. <laughs> and he's going to give us a chance to win. Okay. And, I, and, I, and I'm good with that. But you know I have to ask, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, this one is close to the heart. The one and nine Carolina Panthers, uh, Bryce Young and company against the three and seven uh, Titans. Will Levis and them. What you got? Who you got? 
Hey, is the Panthers gonna win any games, any more games the rest of the season? Are they gonna get at least two wins on the season? If they do, it better happen now. Right. And it's just, I think they're gonna be. The problem is having a Derrick Henry on the other side. Oh boy. And I just don't see enough on my offense. So it's it's really nothing to do with the Tennessee Titans. It's just all about how I feel about where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got them winning 17, again, 17-6. Just because that's where we've been stuck around for the past couple weeks at 6. And they... Like so I, the kicker's going to be the leading scorer in this team. Yeah. So, okay, so what, what, what what's, your, what's your boy name? What's the receiver, the number one for um, Carolina? Adam Thielen. Yeah, Adam Thielen. I think defenses are starting to realize just shut him down. Stop him. Yeah, but it's the other one, is it DJ Chark? Yeah, that boy is non-existent. Okay, and so no, so Chuba Hubbard is going to have a Miles Sanders sighting. I'm just trying to pull a, a rabbit out the hat, and that's what we need to do as a team. Pull a rabbit out the hat. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I think you're going to like this next matchup, baby. Okay, CJ Stroud. Against Trevor Lawrence, the seven and three Jaguars against the six and four Texans, red hot. Who you got winning this game, man? Um, I'm gonna give the edge to the Jaguars. Edge to the Jaguars. As hot as CJ Stroud is right now, the edge is going to the Jaguars. Okay, what's the score and why? Uh, give me 24-21. Okay, Jags winning. Just um, I think the Jags understand that the Texans are right on their heels, mm-hmm. and they're one of those teams who. Respond well to certain situations. Clemson connection. When it's time to win games, I think they do respond well to that. Mm-hmm. And they are. I do have them just a little, and talent wise, mm-hmm. I think they're just a little better than Texas right mm-hmm. now. And it's going to be. This is a playoff implication game right here. Absolutely, it is. So you're going to get your best from both sides, mm-hmm. and that's why I give the edge to the Jags because, I, like I said, at that top end. Talent-wise, I think they're just a little bit better right now. So, Trevor Lawrence is going to do some play action. Travis Etienne is going to run his behind off. And then Kevin Ridley is going to take and have a 100-yard game. So, we know the rest of people winning. <laughs> okay, love it. Moving on. Listen, how about this division uh, game? Uh, the, the New Orleans Saints, uh, because Derek Carr, I don't think he's back yet. Uh, so, you got Famous Jameis. Uh, what you like to call him, Jay what? Jay what? Uh, J-Mo. J-Mo. Uh, against the, those, uh, uh, the five and five uh, Saints against okay. the four and six uh, Falcons. Derek Carr is back today. He is? Yeah. Oh, Derek Carr is back. Thank you. News update. We current. Okay. Uh, the Saints against the Falcons. Division game. Who you got winning and why? Is B. John Robinson going to have 100 yards this game? It's hard to tell with them because they just get into these stretches where they decide not to give him the ball. I don't understand that, man. You got one of the best running backs in the game. Already. And you wasting his talent, man, but not putting him on the field. Um, But I give the edge to the Saints this game, just having Derek Carr back. Um, Desmond Ritter still isn't the answer out there in Atlanta. Because he's getting a star, ain't he? Yeah. Mm. So I'll give um, 24-14. Okay. Saints. All right, that's going to be an interesting game to see how that actually pans out, man. But are it can't go either way. That's one of those games that could go. Right. Are you going to use the weapons? Is, is, is Atlanta Falcons going to use their weapons or not, man? I mean, is, listen, is you, you're still 4-6. You're in a weak division with the NFC South, man. I think every last one of those teams, we know how far the Panthers are. Out of, but you still got a three-horse a three horse race. Yeah, okay. This is, a, this is a big game right here. It's a very big game. This will tie y'all up. Mm-hmm. 
So Absolutely. Good. So I'm definitely looking to see how that pan out. How about this right here? We got we got uh, we got the uh, four and six Rams against uh, Kyler Murray and those two and nine Cardinals. You know, you know, Murray still want to say I'm here. Okay, and, and and I'm gonna still play ball. Uh, I'm healed up. What you got the Rams doing at Cardinals? Um, I'm gonna get this one to the Cardinals. Okay, I think they they get their because I like the way they look back with Kyler Murray back there. Yeah, just that escapability he brings, the mm-hmm. way that he extends plays and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think Matthew Stafford's on that back end of his career. Right. Um. Yeah, they picked up Carson Wentz. Is he gonna be the future of the Rams? No. I think that was just a precautionary. <laughs> that was more of a precautionary thing. Uh-huh. To, you know, Matthew Stafford was dealing with injuries yeah. early on this season. Mm. That was just to make sure they had somebody. Hit something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, um, I'm going to give it to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17-14. Okay. I think it'll be a close one. But I think they do enough to pull this game out. Nice, nice. And and that'll be good because that'll be the second win for Kyler Murray on the season mm-hmm. after his comeback. Okay, this game has a lot of implications too. Uh, you take you got them Cleveland Browns seven and three against uh, the five and five Broncos. Now, before you say anything about it, I do want I just want to just break this down because these are numbers in my head that I kind of want to get out. First of all, Deshaun Watson is gone. Okay, season in the surgery. Who they got? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Is he starting? He should be. Okay, I can't even tell you who the other guy is. I do. Oh, I thought it was Brown. Darian Thompson Robinson. DTR. DTR. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. And then you're taking, believe it or not, and I never thought that I was going to say this, seeing that the Broncos had, uh, took and got beat by, uh, had a 70-point game put up on them and everything. But they're on like a three or four-game win streak and right they now. They gave up 70 points total in that streak. It's exactly. So how you feel about the Browns, which they have an interesting record at 7-3, against the Broncos at 5-5? Five and five? Um. I have to give the edge to the Broncos. Really? Just because I don't know what Joe Flacco or DTR is going to be able to do. Okay, even 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 with Z Smith on the other side, along with Miles Garrett, you yes. still got the edge to the Broncos. Because you still got to put up points. And yeah. Russell Wilson has this team able – we've seen that they're able to put up something. With Jerry Judy? Yeah, with Jerry, Cortland Sutton. And their they're, they're formula over these past couple weeks has yeah. been – Play great defense. Right. Run the ball well. Mm. Don't turn over the ball. Sean Payton way. That's what you need against this defense. Mm-hmm. You need to keep them on the field, mm-hmm. tire them out, mm-hmm. have long, long drives, and then just minimize what they do offensively. Right. So I think they'll be able to do that just because of bringing in Joe Flacco. Even if you start a DTR, it's going to be a simplified playbook. Right. On that offensive side, and mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be able to muster up because this Broncos defense isn't bad either. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. It's actually pretty decent. And so you're going to have to. That's why I said you're going to need points to win. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if they'll be able to get enough. And I can't go against what the Broncos have put out this over this five game stretch, mm-hmm. four or five game stretch. Um. So I give it to them. Twenty four seventeen. Okay. Cool. All right, that's going to be another very interesting game, man, because, like I said, the Browns still have a winning record right now. So it's going to be – that defense can't – like I said, that defense is formidable. Mm -hmm. But I just think the way Russell has this offense rolling right now, and once he gets into that red zone, he becomes even more efficient, even more dangerous. And that Cortland Sutton is – I've always thought he was that wide receiver one out there. Right. And now he's back to being who he was. Yeah. I just think they, they're clicking all at the right time. Right? Do, do you see the Denver Broncos sneaking into the playoffs? I got to look back at what 
teams are ahead of them, mm-hmm. but I just think they're too far behind. Okay, all right. Well, I was just I was just checking. So they're gonna play sport at the least to some people. Yeah. All right. Now this game right here, I I, I know you're gonna jump all over this game. The six and five Buffalo Bills against the nine and one Jalen Hurts Eagles. What's going on? I think that's the four o'clock game. Yeah. Um. Man, this is gonna be a great game. Josh yeah. Allen against Jalen Hurts. I think people don't understand how close these teams actually are. The record because, don't really reflect it. Record. At least not for the Bills. Yeah, not for the Bills. And it's because they're they're one of those teams who just can't put away teams. Mm-hmm. They let teams linger around for too long. Keep giving them life. And then with the way Josh Allen plays. Helter Skelter. Bazooka. is not ideal for them. I think it's going to be a close game, but I still do give the edge to the Eagles mm-hmm. just because of how complete their team is. They're going to make Josh Allen and them work for everything offensively. I just, I just, I had to, I had to say this, man. I had to say, it. I love it when you said it. The Eagles are the most complete team. The Ravens are the best team. I love it. I love it, man. I'm gonna keep saying it. Keep moving. So, what you think, Eagles Bills? What's, um, what's that? Give me them numbers. I'm gonna give Eagles 31, Bills 27. 31, 27. That's gonna be a great a game. Scoring. Yeah. Okay. I think it's gonna be mainly an offensive show tonight. Okay, okay, that'll work. Now, uh, how about the seven and three Chiefs? Okay, against the two and one, and I'm saying under Antonio Pierce, uh, 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 Raiders. Uh, the Chiefs against the Raiders. They, uh, no, the Raiders actually are five and six. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they won two out of the three games that Antonio Pierce was the interim coach. Yeah. Do you see Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis uh, uh, Kelsey connection and uh, Devontae Adams getting off, or, or what do you think, Chiefs I, Raiders? I think um, I think Chiefs just take advantage of playing a lesser team. Okay. They coming off of that tough loss. Against the Eagles, it stung a lot. It hurt a lot. I think they're just going to be locked in and focused. Mm-hmm. And we know they still got to figure out this offense to get it back to what we think it should. Because the defense is smoking. The defense is playing well, so it's just you got to get back to what we know you guys are capable of. Mm-hmm. And it's really just going to be those guys on the outside, those receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all got to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way I can say it. But I do think they still win this game mm-hmm. as they should. Um. The only reason I do think it's close is because of what Antonio Pierce is installing into these guys. Right. He's going to have them playing above their, their talent level. Right. So I think it would be a um, 28-20 game. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to the Chiefs. Okay. 28-20, you giving it to the Chiefs? Yes. Uh, listen, um, what what did I want to take an action about? Um, I just wanted to go right back, I'm sorry, to that Eagles game for a second. Do you think Jalen Hurts' knee is going to hold up for the rest of the season into the postseason? you think it's going to hold up? That touch push is, like I said all the time, that's putting a lot of weight on that lower half of your body. Yeah, because it was a key injury that I wanted to kind of zero in on. Um, and it's really going to make a difference on where that team goes. The way he plays as well. Um, legs are so heavily involved in his play style. Right. Um, he's low under the under the quarterback. Yeah, everything about him. Yeah, is low center of gravity. Right, get low to the ground. It's just the way they play, though. Yeah, they don't need him to make big plays with his legs. Right, they need him to do what he does, pick mm-hmm. up those one to two yards to keep the drives going. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll hold up enough for him to do that. Cool. I just had to talk about it, baby, because you know what we do. We keep it current. All right. Uh, 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 Sunday night football, baby. You know how that works, baby. Everybody wait for it. And then when it comes, we watch. Listen, you got the 8-3 Ravens. Okay. It is the 4-6 
uh, Chargers. We do know that the Chargers are a lesser of a team, but I'm more I'm more interested in in, in a couple of things. Lamar Jackson says his, his ankle is fine. Stop talking about it. But he don't have Mark Andrews, which is his safety valve tight end. He don't have that. But 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 you do have. Uh, I think Odell Beckham Jr. had a hundred yard game last game. Okay, so what you got with them Baltimore Ravens and them Chargers, baby? Talk to me because I'm right here to listen to the right. Um. The Ravens, I, I'll give it to the Ravens again. Just got the Chargers. They got to figure out something out there. It's, it's something going on behind the scenes that's making them not play well because they have all the talent in the world. Uh, it's the defense, man, because you got your quarterback. He only got nine fingers, and he's slinging it everywhere. Yeah, it has to be the defense that the head coach is calling. Even then, though, they have them in games. They're dropped just like the Chiefs. They drop a, a walk-out and touchdown. So it's – Butterfingers. It's just him like, in the hands. And then Austin Eckler hasn't been playing like he's, you know, what we've become accustomed to from him. It's a lot on Justin Herbert. It's a lot on Justin Herbert to go out there and win every single game. New team next year? New team? Justin Herbert? Justin, New team? No, I, don't, I just don't think he lets – I think the Chargers do everything they can to keep him. New coach? New coach definitely should be on the win. New if they're team. smart about – you got you do have one of the better quarterbacks in the league, right. Justin Herbert. He's mm-hmm. in that. He's gonna heal up from that finger. He's in that top five, top six guys yeah. in the league. So mm-hmm. you gotta understand what you have, and be proactive. Like, don't just sit around and wait. Like, you gotta pounce on it now. Give while he's still up under that rookie contract, mm-hmm. all those things that you can spend money to bolster that roster up. Do that. Don't and change the coaching because it's not working. There's no way to sugarcoat that. It's, it's just not <laughs> y'all, like I said, y'all have the roster for it. Only answer is coaching. He's not, getting, <laughs> he's not getting the best out of his players. You got to find somebody who can. Absolutely. So I give this game to the Ravens, um, 27-24. Okay. Only because, like I said, I do like the Chargers roster. Mm. I just don't like their ability to finish games. Okay, I got you. And listen, now we're finishing up like this. I was like, something's coming in the air tonight. Monday Night Football. Oh, no. Listen, oh, no. Listen, you got them Bears and them Vikings. This is a division game. Okay, all right. We know how you feel about Justin Fields. You can't see. And then you got the Vikings and you got the Pastronaut. I don't know whether or not Justin Jefferson is playing this game or not and everything, but I'm telling you, they need to stop playing because you really, really are knowing these fantasy football team players, man, because he dangling the carrot too much. Justin Fielding already told you I ain't going to be out there if I ain't healthy. My thing is, forget about fantasy football. What about the position your team is in right now? Yeah, With I, the Lions just now losing, falling to 8-3, and three, and I keep this is the only thing I keep saying. You want to stay at this 6-5 and five you know, five losses thing. So he should have played last game. Yes, until you get to that final stretch up. You played the Detroit Lions two out of the three games to end the year. You want to be there. You want to be there now to get back into football shape, mm-hmm. running, getting catching the ball, getting your lungs back right, being able to see if you can put weight on those legs. Exactly. Because your team is fighting. They're fighting. Even after losing Kurt, they bring in Josh and haven't really lost a step. Right. Justin, they need you. Mm-hmm. It's obvious they need you. It's, do you want to be out there helping your team? 
Now, he, now so because, you know, he's already been quoted as saying is that I'm tired about talking about next year and everything. I, I, I want to really take and make a difference. I, I want to, uh, you know, go for a, a ring, a win. Uh, I really want to make it happen. So he's he going to have to put, you know, the money where his mouth is, man, because if he can play, he should be playing. It, you know, earlier on when they were before that run, they went on with Kirk. I was saying don't play it. Right, because the window wasn't open. It wasn't open. But it the coach said the window open it now. It didn't look like y'all were fighting for playoffs. But it's breezy. But now y'all have a chance. Y'all. Curtains are, are going back and forth. Yeah, you know. Sun it, shining it's in. Out there. It's life outside. <laughs> if y'all want to stay in the house. Birds chirping. And y'all want to stay seating in the house. It's, <laughs> it's just going to be, man. What is, how much do you think you can help your team? Which we all know is a lot. Yeah. I think that he's what can put them over that edge. I think he's he a number one receiver, man. He he's put great. Them over that edge to knock out the Detroit Lions at the top of that division. And you said they play them twice in the, in the end in of the, the season. In the, in the last three games. Mm-hmm. I think it goes Lions, somebody. Like, they'll play somebody in between. Mm-hmm. And Lions, they'll end with Lions again. Mm-hmm. So, you, you want to stay in. You don't want to drop another game right. up until that stretch. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to stay at that six and five because if y'all beat those those two times, mm-hmm. and if, even if they don't lose up until that again, that's they'll have five losses and y'all have the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So it's, the door is open. I'm not even going to say window no more. Somebody's mm-hmm. holding the door open mm-hmm. for you guys. Exactly. And y'all just sitting at your car. <laughs> <laughs> so who you got winning this game, man? Bears, Vikings. So Monday to, night football. I'll give it to the Vikings. I think it's going to be one of those low scoring. I'm going to give a random number, though. 1917. Like one of those weird games. <laughs> it's going to be one of those weird games because they're both in weird positions. Exactly. I love it, baby. I love it. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today, baby, because we enjoyed having you as well. I would like to thank everybody for listening today. You understand what I'm saying? Please join us again on our next podcast, baby, of the Donald. And Donald Podcast. And we straight off script, people. Remember, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah, man, and trust this process in whatever season you're in. The <laughs> win is coming. Absolutely. Make it do what it do. Double D, check us out next time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah.